Hello and welcome to Beyond the Real right here on Mountain 91.5. My name is Kyle. I'm TJ. And I'm Colin. What you're listening to right now is We Can't Stop, performed by the Jackson State University Marching Band, the Sonic Boom of the South, which is prominently featured in Assassination Nation, one of the movies that came out this previous week and one of the movies that we'll be discussing at length. We got four of them and... This is Beyond the Real. If you're new, we're going to talk about movies, what's in the box office right now, and give you some recommendations for what to see and what movies might fit what kind of a viewer. So without further ado, I think we should uh, just jump right into it. TJ, our first movie of the night is The House with a Clock in Its Walls. I did see that one. Um, So a lot of people have told 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 this movie to... (laughs) <laughs> a lot of people who have ex- tried to explain this movie to they've never heard of it before so it's like it's kind of like harry potter type situation where there's a kid who has magic happen to him and it's very whimsical and spooky um so in it jack black shows up and he's a cool uncle he's like walks up on the bus and he says hey i'm jack black wearing a kimono cookies for dinner every night and the kid's like awesome um, was he like an orphan before? Yeah. His parents just got the, you know, the, the, the bucket. <laughs> they just got the bucket. <laughs> As, it, it happens to everyone, everyone in their life at some point. And Lewis didn't want to live with them anymore. It's like, oh man, that bucket, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's taking too much room in there and I just can't live with you guys anymore. Yeah. He's got this eight ball that he remembers them by. I don't know why he remembers them by it and he just has the eight ball and he looks at it and he says oh that's my parents and then he shakes the eight ball and says try again later <laughs> yeah he does do that actually that does wow. that's one of the first things he does in the movie is say parents what what do i do and then it says i don't know <laughs> wow yeah iconic yeah well that's harry potter dead parents magic <laughs> um and uh, harry potter did not have a cool uncle he had a not cool uncle yeah uncle vernon was not cool but yeah but he had he had another cool uncle that's true. Yeah, but he did. He didn't live with the cool uncle. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's okay. also the cool uncle wasn't Jack Black. Yeah, major major minus points for Harry Potter. Yeah. Any uncle who's Jack Black is a, anybody who's Jack Black is pretty cool. <laughs> fun fun fact: We had a band day about three years ago, and one of my uh, section mates convinced one of the high schoolers that I was Jack Black's son. That's amazing. I kind of see it. Yeah, see, with that stash. Well, I mean, this was before I had all the facial hair. Well. So I was like a little. Even more so now. Maybe you're slowly turning into Jack Black. Maybe he's adopting you. Just like and he I had no idea. boy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the movie, if I'm going to compare it to Harry Potter, uh, it's not as good, to put it plainly. It's, it's, I mean, it did kind of like middling with the reviews. Critic gave it 67% and users gave it 51 So, Is it geared toward the family, you think? Yeah, for like sure. Younger audiences, for sure. How do you think it does with that? Uh, I mean, families would probably be fine with it. As for me, I was the only person in the theater. I'm just a 21 <laughs> really? year old college student. Wow, just kind of sitting up in the corner. Like I, I felt out of place there. But if I were a little boy, maybe age 11 or 8, and watching this movie with my mom and dad, that would be such a such a night at the theater man so yeah how was the adventure was it like 
grand in scale or was it small, fun, harrowing? Mostly just kind of goes back and forth between the house, titular house that happens to have a clock in its walls. And I would have never guessed. Yeah. Well, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. It's a plot twist. Sorry, spoilers. Uh, yeah. So it's not like the house is kind of big. There's a lot of like set pieces in there. There's a room full of like creepy dolls, which Jack Black says, "Oh, that's that's creepy." Which is like, I mean, you live there. <laughs> I'm not sure what <laughs> what you're doing if you're gonna set up a room just to scare yourself. But heck, man, he does it. He also wears yeah, a kimono. Of healthy adrenaline, you know. Yeah. He shows up into the bus with a kimono and says, "No baths, kid. <laughs> no baths. Cookies, cookies for dinner." For dinner. <laughs> So, this isn't a normal house. And then he like winks at him like <laughs> it's magic. I, I want to add a little fun little bit of trivia. Um, one, the whole story is set in Michigan, which is cool. Really? Oh. I guess that neat. didn't play into the plot at all. That's amazing. Um, but I feel the fiction, connected to it now. Right? And then the house that they were in is actually based on the real life Cronin Mansion in Marshall, Michigan, which is um, the author John Belair's hometown. Yeah, it so. was based on this. This movie is based on a young adult novel, by the way. So yeah, the author of the book, I guess, according to Kyle here, so, Marshall, Michigan. Yeah, shout out to Marshall, Michigan. That's crazy. That place exists. The house exists too. I said that last week. It's like these, these places in Michigan are actually real places that people go to sometimes. I it's so weird. I've lived here all my life, and I didn't think that the real the places I went were real. I thought it was just a fantasy. So what do you think? Blowing my mind right now. I don't know. I guess I'm finally figuring that out after 22 years. Better late than never. Absolutely. Anyways, the movie, House with a Clock in Its Walls. Verdict? Uh, probably okay if you're 11. <laughs> but for you, like as as an older no, person. Don't don't do it if you're me. Don't do it. <laughs> it's, it's not worth it. What about for parents? Um, if you're not seeing, I mean, if you're just a parent, you happen to be seeing this movie, probably you won't get too much enjoyment out of it out of it but with your kids you know that's another story well it looked like uh kate blanchett and jack black had a pretty good um like movie relationship like they played off each other really well yeah they did i would say they did just I said not it last week but i'll say it again that's such an unorthodox pairing it is it really is but it worked good for what it was so do you think it was funny for you the the two of them playing off each other or was it just like Kid humor. It was kind of shallow humor, to be honest. But the, the personalities were doing well with each other. So, you know, I mean, 51% Rotten Tomatoes from users. Yeah. I would it, agree. It, it did pretty well in the box office, too. Um, you know, $26 million. That's That's pretty good for this time of year, I think. I think it's a success. So, House with a Clock in Its Walls. Yeah. Um, the next movie that came out this past weekend is Fahrenheit 11.9, uh, Michael Moore's new documentary uh, film. Critic 77, user 57%. Um, the box office doesn't really matter for this one. Uh, I don't believe that Michael Moore is producing these movies to make a profit. I think he's just trying to get a message out. Um, not that I know much about Michael Moore. Um, this movie was a roller coaster. Um, I saw it. And my expectations of it, I mean, we talked about it on the show the previous week. We thought it was going to be awful. Um, I thought it was going to be horribly biased. 
with um, hardly any redeeming unbiased uh, opinions. But I came out of the theater thinking that anybody who lives in Michigan needs to go see this movie. Um, it's not a large part of the movie. Well, it is a large part of the movie, but it's not a large part of the whole movie's message. And that's the Flint water crisis. Um, I saw it with like three other people and um, we all learned something from this movie. Um, and one of the large parts was how horrible and um, how far the corruption goes went for um, the Flint water crisis with Rick Snyder and the the really shady stuff that he did to cause the Flint water crisis. I mean, everyone in Michigan, we, we don't really need to be reminded of how awful it was, but um, I definitely got a, a more in-depth understanding of what happened. And so if anyone in Michigan wants to learn more about that, I would highly suggest seeing that. Um, if you are active politically, um, whether that's you go out and vote or you – um, are an influencer, or if you just want to learn more about politics and be more informed, more well-informed, I'd suggest going to see that this as well. Because one of the things we talked about last weekend is that uh, we thought it was just going to be a huge takedown piece of our current president. We thought, you know, that's how they're framing it. Um, just basically saying, screw um, the president of the United States, and here's why, and here's how that happened. And really, um, Fahrenheit 11.9 was more of a message towards let's fix our country. Um, you know, he brought up points from that the um, Democrats can do better and some of the stuff that the Republicans can do better and basically just criticized everyone, criticized the whole system and said, let's fix our country. And here's the things that are wrong. Here's some indicators and symptoms of the problem and, and how you can fix it. So if you are politically active at all, I'd highly suggest seeing this, but also be aware that um, even though it wasn't as biased as I thought it was going to be, it was definitely quite left-leaning bias. Uh, I mean, a lot of people consider Michael Moore an, um, a radical leftist, so consider that while you're going in. Um, realize that some of the stuff that he shows um, is a little bit more brutal and um, frank, we'll say. Um, the the way that he presents these issues. So if you are a little bit more sensitive to political issues, um, just be aware of that. So in total, I didn't hate it. I learned some stuff. I It moved me in certain ways. Um, I had to see through some of the bias, and I disagreed with some of the things he said. But overall, I, I can't say it was entertained because it wasn't a very entertaining movie, but it was a fruitful viewing of a movie if that makes sense. It does. It sounds like you came out of it with more stuff than you came into it. Yeah. Which it, is ultimately the goal of a, pol of a political documentary like this, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, and there was like the, the teacher stuff in West Virginia that was really moving um, about how the DNC shot itself in the foot for the 2016 election. Um, Fahrenheit 11.9 basically just laid out how, you know, our current presidency is a symptom of the times. And here's how, that all happened and here are the repercussions for the future. And I learned some stuff and it reinforced some of the stuff that I already, that I already believe. And that was Fahrenheit 11.9. Cool. Controversial for sure. But if you want to go see it, go, go check it out. The next movie on the list way far down in the box office is life itself starring a whole bunch of high profile actors like Antonio Banderas 
and some other people that I can't think of that are not Antonio Banderas. Oscar Isaac, Olivia Wilde, Mandy Patinkin. Patinkin. <laughs> oh my God, you guys are the worst. Patinkin. <laughs> Anyways. And, yeah, and, and all those people are not Antonio Banderas, so I wasn't wrong, but thank you. I appreciate that. Life itself is a sort of time-spanning story of the just intertwined lives of a bunch of random people set between New New York City and Spain. And it should have been on the Hallmark Channel, is the, <laughs> is, is what I will say about it. Cause wow, really tearing into this one, aren't you? It, I fell asleep. <laughs> oh, like actually? Yeah, for like a hot sack. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was a... Uh, it's it's very melodramatic is the only thing like it uh, it plays the drama sadness human emotion card quite thoroughly mm-hmm. to the point where you're wondering if the director just like has a whole bunch of these cards and then he just keeps slapping them on the table it's like oh come on man and and it's it's not really fun i will say it's occasionally emotional it does have some of it has some it has something to say about the human condition but the thing that it has to say just gets hammered repeatedly to the point where you, I really became numb to what it was trying to say after a while. Hmm. I think it tries to say its piece in an interesting way because a lot of the movie is told not linearly and will go between characters that will like be interacting in uh, in a scene. Like, it, like it'll have Oscar Isaac and Olivia Wilde walking down the street and then the camera will turn to the other side and we'll catch up with our other characters. Hmm. So it's kind of a different way of going about that, but it loses its novelty really quickly. So and it's like different characters that are kind of unrelated to each other? Yeah. Okay. Um, and and it, shows, it shows some deeper connections that they may have, but it's very off-putting because the beginning is narrated by Samuel L. Jackson for some reason, and it just doesn't fit with the rest of the movie at all. It's huh. it's it's like if the beginning of the movie was like starring Shrek and then it transitioned to live action. It's just that abrupt of a change. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! What a vivid picture. I think I would rather would have seen that. Um, but Shrek six. Um, Which one are we on? Five. Yeah, I don't even know, dude. Uh, Shrek d- d- reloaded. <laughs> Shrek reloaded. There you go. Yeah, it's the reboot. Uh, um. I can't really say that I would recommend Life Itself to anybody. Um, it's, Dang. It's like, a, it's like a movie if you're looking to almost cry for different reasons, whether it be from the emotions or from just how bad it is. Uh, I'm very surprised that this was a movie that was released in theaters. I, I just really i didn't like it i thought it was one of the most unremarkable things i've ever seen and this is a this is extremely negative but it's scathing think, <laughs> but but i think that it's probably the worst movie that i've had to see for this show wow in the time that i've done it life itself was not my cup of tea but the thing that i will say is that the actors do give genuinely convincing performances their characters aren't very well written but what the actors do with the material that they have is generally pretty convincing and i was able to watch them so good on you antonio banderas and good on you people not antonio banderas <laughs> hey good on me i'm not antonio banderas hey, hey good work shout out guys yeah both hands for that i did it good anyway uh i hadn't heard of it before 
going in to see it, and I can't imagine a whole bunch of people will have heard of it because the box office is real low. The critics agree with me on this, by the way. Rotten Tomatoes, 11% for critics rating. They uh, they didn't like this movie all that much. So I'm going to say Life Itself is a skip. Well, it, it, it also pays to mention that user is 79%, and I've heard some people um, that I know that have gone and seen it and were uh, like substantially moved by it. So I can see why. I think maybe this is a type of movie where it doesn't do well critically, but for people that just want to go see some sappy story about love and sure. I mean, at least did it did it shy away from the themes? Did it like um, nope. protect the audience? It just went right into nope, it. it. It went right in, and I can understand why people liked it, but um. Well, I, I can under I can under I can't understand how you liked it, but I can understand why, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I I feel like it it it's worth to mention that if you're like into the like drama or maybe not romance, I don't think you can put this in romance. You can. You can. Okay. Yeah, so cause... like drama romance, it, like a soap opera kind of thing, maybe. Yeah. Um. Let me tell you, this is uh this is a confession time for me on the air. I've seen all eight seasons of Desperate Housewives, and this was much worse. What the heck? You heard it here first. This is yeah. like the scene in the interview when Rob Lowe, <laughs> you know, <laughs> reveals his wig. That's exactly what Colin just did on yeah. the radio. On-air confessions right here. That, that's that's how <laughs> bad life itself is. Wow. What else uh, do you have to confess, Colin? Do you have anything movie-related? You got me a movie related. No, yeah, let's let's keep it uh, topical. So, <laughs> yeah, anyways, okay. life itself <laughs> of n- not for certain people uh, and for certain people. If you would just want some uh, hard hitting emotions, then the movie's for you. That'd be. So the last movie that came out this previous weekend was kind of a sleeper for me. Um, Assassination Nation. What do you mean by sleeper? Sleeper meaning that. I didn't really think much of this movie and the trailers that I watched just didn't really do anything. I was like, man, this is just going to be a cheap movie. Um, they're going to go for some really cheap stuff. Not going to be well thought out. Um, just like purge 2.0 basically. I mean, the whole premise of the the movie is that, um, someone is hacking, um, the people in this town's phones and releasing their text messages, their emails, their notes, photos, just everything on their phone and what ends up happening is just absolute chaos. Um, Sounds like a thoroughly modern premise. It is. It's very modern, and um, basically the purge happens at by the end. Like, there's no law. People are just doing what people do when they're really violent and stuff. So I thought the premise was going to be super cheap and lame, right? Um, and I still kind of think it is. Uh, they didn't really do... Like they didn't go 100% with that that moral, but everything else was just so well thought out. Um, the whole movie is um, very stylistic, stylistically sound. Um, I can very much appreciate how the way it's shot, edited, um, colored, lit, um, just everything. Um, the from the writing to the music to the editing, everything is consistent stylistically which is cool because um i've been craving a movie to really sit down and actively watch 
for a while. I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot of movies recently that have grabbed my attention in a way, in a way that I can appreciate the filmmaking. Um, but aside from the technical aspects of it, this movie is absolutely grotesque. It is a very hard R. Um, it's rated R for violence, um, like teenage sexuality, uh, drugs, just all the like. Anything you could ever classify under a rated R movie, this movie has. So it is not, It I repeat, it is not for anyone that ha- has any kind of... Uh, sensitivities to any of that content um you will be very very upset seeing this movie um i consider myself pretty desensitized to a lot of that stuff i mean i grew up with the internet i've seen a lot of weird and crazy stuff and this challenged my um sensitivity wow so like going far and it's not just for the sake of it like horror movies do it's to service the message in the plot. Um, so I appreciated how well it was made. It was well thought out. Everything had a purpose. Um, it's the whole Occam. No, it's, I forgot the name of it. It's the it's Occam's razor. It's that's not what I'm thinking of though. It's okay. the idea that if you have a gun on the wall in the first scene by the last scene, it should be used. Oh, that's foreshadowing. Check off. Check off's gun. Thank you. Check, check off, check that off the list. Yeah. You got it. Nice job, TJ. Thanks. That's what but I'm here for. The, it's for getting it. From, from Star Trek? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. TJ didn't get it that time. T- TJ got it. TJ talks about himself in the third person. I think you got it. Anyways, the concept is if you introduce an idea, it has to be executed. Um, there has to be a purpose for you putting it on screen, showing it to the viewer, and that was basically it. I mean, the first third was kind of boring for me. It's just It was uncomfortable for me to watch all these teens do really grody stuff like take nudes uh dance party it was really uncomfortable for me to watch that nudes and dance party are completely different D- dance at parties i mean it was like the whole party scene of high school so i did like that they didn't shy away from it and did that did i say something no no that just wasn't that wasn't that wasn't my high school Oh, I know that it wasn't my high school experience at all, but I know that some people have that experience. And that was one of the first times I have like really seen someone dive deep into that culture um, of like high school students partying and and doing all that stuff. Project X from many years ago. There are a couple, but they use that culture to service the story and the message. So it's not just because Wait, to watch people party movie, they, they do, do an that? they do an assassination nation okay everything everything in this movie has a purpose um but the first third was a little bit uncomfortable for me um the second third the the rising action we'll say was pretty it made sense and it was entertaining there are parts where it's like oh man people wouldn't act like this but they were so well self-aware with the movie like there were a couple times where a character said, well, if this was a movie, then this would happen. It happened like three times where oh, like it's like, humor. yeah, they threw it to the audience. Like we know that people normally wouldn't act like this, but this is what we're doing in this movie. And this is what we're showing because it's a movie. That's different. So it's like, <laughs> I, I thought to myself, I was like, oh, they wouldn't do that. And then immediately the movie would be like, we know that they wouldn't do that. Stop thinking that, but we're doing it anyways. And I'm like, oh shoot, you got me. Like, <laughs> 
you know? Ah, shucks, I've been had. Yeah, it's like I haven't been uh, – I, 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 there hasn't been a movie-going experience in a while where I didn't know what was going to happen next. Um, I couldn't predict what was happening or what they were going to do with the whole storyline and everything. And I also want to add that the last – Literally the last line in Assassination Nation was one of the funniest things I've watched in a few months. Whoa. Um, the fact that the whole movie had such a serious tone and it was violent and everything and they just threw in this goofy line at the end. Being someone who grew up with the internet, like I said earlier, it really resonated with me and I was probably laughing for a minute straight by the end. And, wow. And it's not That's... just for laughs. Like it was – it meant something – it was like part of the message, but it was just so funny. Um, and I think both of you would get a kick out of it. So cool. TJ and Colin, I mean, I'd highly suggest seeing this movie just for <laughs> one little line at the end. Uh, <laughs> Worth the price of admission. No, honestly. Uh, wow. All so, right. I mean, I'm trying to be very vague about it because it has a lot to offer um, if it's not spoiled. So Assassination Nation, not for anyone sensitive to basically anything um but if you are willing to test your own sensitivities and you want to be challenged by thought and really be pulled into a movie i can't guarantee that it pull you in but it'll give you something to think about that's what assassination nation did for me so that's why it was a sleeper i did not expect all that it was well put together and i appreciate it as a film and i can't even rate it because that kind of goes against the whole theme of the movie so that's assassination nation it's really got a lot of layers to it i wasn't expecting that at all i know it's just well put together in fact i am looking right now who the director is because it was so the style was so cool it's eli roth isn't it it's sam levinson like i said it's sam levinson isn't it i'm trying to see what other director um credits he has he doesn't have any other directorial credits other than a movie called another happy day from 2011 so that's really fascinating he was also the writer of this movie wow it was basically his brainchild so props to sam levinson great job you put you had you had a vision you knew how the audience would react to certain things and you made it happen so great job brainchild is a really funky word i just want to throw that out there like funky like the 70s or funky like whoa it's just weird. It's like brainchild. I just, I just always imagine like a smaller brain that's like comes out of a, a bigger brain with like a brain umbilical cord. That's a brain stem. You know what? Brainchild is a weird word. You're right. Th- thank you for agreeing I've with never, me. I've never thought this deeply into it. Yeah, well, I don't know. That's what Assassination Nation does. It makes yeah. you think. So anyways. <laughs> brain babies. <laughs> brain babies. So anyways, uh, that was the movies that came out this past weekend and now we're going to jump into our movie libs of the week colin woohoo all right starting right off looking for a time period ooh uh, 2050s the 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 3000s the good old days can we say <laughs> good old days. i want to say the 3000s Whatever you want. Uh, kind of like the, the year two thousand XX. The good old days. All right. <laughs> okay, going from there, I need a place. My room, Idaho. 
No, you know. <laughs> I, I think I think my room is a good one. <laughs> it is my house in the middle of the street. My house in the middle of our house. My street. In the, the middle, middle of my house. house. It's, not, it's not my street. It's our street. It goes from my to, to our. Oh, I'm an idiot. In my <laughs> defense, I'm stupid. Dude, you didn't even, like, defend yourself. You're just like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I've never actually heard the song before. What? Wow. <laughs> Why did you insert anything? Probably shouldn't, probably shouldn't present scientific documents stating things that I have no evidence for. Dude, it's our house. It's like, no. Oh, yeah, you're right. That, that's what you did that's what I, you're right <laughs> you know what you're, and, you're right and when you're right you're right <laughs> i guess you're you, right you're always right okay, and when you one. need a noun you need a noun um waterbed okay. <laughs> sorry i'm slow on the draw tonight that's okay you've been you've been hogging them previously i gotta get some of mine in yeah you're right <laughs> all right going from there have a verb ending in ing hmm Docking. Deleting. Now, this is a, it's a little weird. Um, okay. I'm kind of looking for something that connects to a body part, like um, verb ending an ING, like I'm like beating, Ex- and then like the body part is like a heart, like beating heart, something. Docking. Expressing. <laughs> flicking. Yeah, but the next one I'm going to ask for is body part. That's why I'm uh, asking. Flicking. Flat flagellating. <laughs> Just like flopping around. What is flagellating? <laughs> <It's, laughs> flagellating is a verb. Yeah, right. You want yeah. ing. Yeah. What does that you. mean? Oh, it means it's when when a thing flops <laughs> around. It's like a, like a, like a tentacle to push you through the water. Oh, it's all flagellating flagella. Okay. So, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. That okay makes so sense. flagellating for the verb. Yeah. Now, okay. Now what's the body part? Um, eyelashes. Uh, eyelash. Wings. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? Dude, eyelash is better. Yeah. All right. Flagellating eyelashes. <laughs> if it's used in that context. Yep. Yep. Going from there, need an adjective. Hmm. Green. Green's an uh, awful color, by the gra- way. Grainy. Green is an awful color? I don't... I really don't like green. Well, you know, actually, actually, you know um, I don't really like it uh, That's That's going to that's gonna be... That's fine. Neither do I. That's my favorite color. Yeah, what? You just said the thing you said was there. wrong. No, I, I said... The, you did the thing I did before where you said the thing that wasn't true. I said admitted. yellow is my favorite color, but yeah, it's not that great. Okay. I, it doesn't make any sense, but it's the truth. All As right. I said. I filled I feel <laughs> that, that, that adjective slot with audience participation, so okay. going from there, I need a creature or monster. Ooh. Um, spookster. <laughs> uh, gr- 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 the, the, the you know those goblins that like keep the keep Gremlin? the gold in, in Harry Potter? They're like the goblins at the bank. Gringotts. Yeah, Gringot. Spookster. <laughs> Spookster. Gringotster. <laughs> TJ's protesting. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> I guess we're putting that in there. <laughs> hey, got to laugh out of you. Uh, going from there. Uh. I don't have a cool transition. I just noun is the next one. Hmm. Flyboy. <laughs> is that all one word or is yeah. it two words? It's that's flyboy. One, that's one word. It's, it's one I, word. I know like, it can be, but I'm saying, can we use it as two words? It's a flyboy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'm okay with that. 
a flyboy. Yep. Yep. All right. I, 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 that's, I accept that. Thank you. Okay, mm-hmm. going from there, I need an event. Um, uh, uh, Dark Rye distribution at Toys R Us. <laughs> po- bring your copy no. of Pokemon no, no, no. Diamond or Pearl. No, no. The, the Deathly Hallows Part 2 release. <laughs> yeah, send your dad to pick it up for you at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Don't have to include all that, just like the midnight release of Deathly Hallows Part 2. <laughs> I don't think I can fit all that on this paper. Come give Voldemort a hug. <laughs> he does say that in the movie. He does, and it's that most awkward hug ever. Oh, you little sweetie. <laughs> Come give Voldemort a hug. You're getting so big and tall, I'm going to cry. I'm so proud of you. Let me bake some cookies. Uh, I, don't, some, I don't remember that. Some little pale, flesh-colored cookies. <laughs> oh, Voldemort. <laughs> so sweet they taste like skin <laughs> all right what's the next word <laughs> the next word is a color green green <laughs> green <laughs> can we do teal you know you know that, that's like that's like if weast was a color weast. it would be green I'm magentalo gonna... <laughs> i'm throwing in my vote for teal pilver I like magentalo. Magentalo. <laughs> Why? That's like not a, even two primary colors. It sounds, like you... a, it sounds like a jello flavor. Magentalo. Okay, sure. All right. Okay. Mm. Going from there, I need a <laughs> verb. Hmm. Protest. Intellectualize. TJ is literally wow. I I can't even keep up with this man. He is sprinting and I'm crawling out of bed. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the doing the run where you don't get tired. You know the one, the marathon. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the marathon. Move on, next word. <laughs> I'm not actually on the top of my game. All right, the next word is a plural noun. Um. Mies. Mies? Mies, like plural of moose. I thought it was... I think the plural of moose is just moose. That's the joke. Well, it's not funny. Uh, how about incredible? Oh, my God. <laughs> Incredibles. <laughs> Incredibles. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. I'm good with Incredibles. TJ, you sound like you got something else in the cooker there. Uh, I'm trying to think because Incredibles, I feel, might not work out too well in like an actual context. So I don't know. I was just trying to think of something, but I can't. But hopscotchers. That's great. There you go. You redeemed yourself. Mies. And for that, you get, <laughs> you get one out of a possible one thumbs up. Actually, it's a possible. T- you get two out of a possible two thumbs up. I just got extra credit because I gave myself a thumbs up. It's incredible. Is that how participation trophies work? Yeah. Mm. All right. Going from there, I need a group. It's a little different than a plural noun, like a like family is a group, you know. The Spanish Inquisition. 
Uh, Antarctic My penguins. <laughs> what are we doing? Antarctic penguins. Okay. <laughs> Why not my dad's? Because, because TJ. Okay, oh, come on. Don't don't question the dungeon master. <laughs> the dungeon master says goes. No one questions the dungeon master. Then what kind of democracy is this? It's not. You're right. It's, it's not, I'm not a dungeon elected official. I'm a dungeon master. <laughs> All right. What do we got? Is, are you formulating? I am formulating. Do I have to co- compliment TJ's shirt again? Because I really don't want to. I don't like it as much as the other one. Oh, I, I like your shirt, TJ. Thank you. You're supposed to be formulating. I am formulating. Get back to formulating. Oh, wait, okay. is, are we done with words? Yeah. Yes, I just got to make sure that it all works. I was having fun. Oh. I'll just come up with more words. Okay, like, just keep keep like coming up with them. Bundle. Um, uh, nebulae, which is the plural for nebula. Amoeba. Discombobulate. Uh, bubbly. Dr. Robotnik. Can you think of some adjectives? Sweaty. Lovely. Parasitic. Scratchy. Green. <laughs> I keep going back to green. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, just pick one. We gotta, we gotta get this show on the road. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm going with parasitic. Okay. Is it ready? It Are you done formulating? It is, it is oh, ready. now we're done with words. Okay. Yes, All yes, right. yes. All right, what do we got? So I really wanted to move on from life itself, so I did. So I looked up a bunch of stuff about a house with a clock in its walls. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah so here we go. A house with a waterbed in its walls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't we all, though? <laughs> in the good old days, <laughs> 10-year-old Lewis goes to live in my room with his uncle in a gulf... <laughs> His uncle in a gullible house that has a floating eyelash, flagellating eyelash. Uh, Whoa, uh, just uh, one. It's just got one in the front that just <laughs> whoosh, whoosh, <laughs> like around in the front lines. Jack Black is like, it keeps the evil away. <laughs> However, Lewis discovers that his uncle is a spookster and enters a world of magic and fly boys. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Lewis also learns of Alejandro, a parasitic sorcerer that wants to cause the Deathly Hollows to midnight release. (laughs) (laughs) Alejandro franchise will conclude before they know it. Alejandro constructed a waterbed using Magentalo magic, (laughs) which Lewis and his uncle must intellectualize before it's too creamy. Fun for the hopscotchers and the whole Antarctic penguins. <laughs> Don't miss a house with a waterbed at its walls. Wow. Fun for the hopscotchers and my dad's. Antarctic penguins. Right. You're going to live with it. You That's are. And I don't I wanna... have to live with it. I'm going to go live in my room with Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> All right. want to thank our audience participation. Thank you, Ellie, for contributing Gullible. Thank you, Jake, for contributing Alejandro. And thank you, Alex, for contributing creamy, cream, creamy. Oof. All right. Mm, the, the, thank you so much. This was good this, work, this everyone. Was, this was really funny. Oh man, another movie uh, lived down, and we're moving on. It's a banger. Right. Put that on loop at your party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got a 
few movies that are coming out this coming weekend. First of which is Night School, starring Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. Um, it's about a really old dude going to get his GED. Yeah, and he looks at her a lot with that look on his face that he always has, you know, where he's like really like incredulous. Mm-hmm. From what I've seen in the, in the previews, <laughs> he's just always like, "What?" You know that look. Kevin Hart gives that look. He gives time. that's that's the way the way he is. That's just he's the just way like it is. I don't know what you're. Some things will never change. I'm sorry. Anyways. TJ didn't get it. Wow, it's a bunch of dudes that wish they passed their GEDs. Uh, I've never regretted it. Uh, so, Night School, um, it's supposed to be a comedy. It should be pretty fun. If you like Kevin Hart, I'm sure y'all enjoy it. Um, I don't really have much thoughts about it. Do you, unless... like, do you like Kevin Hart? You know, I didn't used to like Kevin Hart. Until I watched Jumanji, and I thought he was really good in it. The way that he played off The Rock was really funny. See, I didn't like Kevin Hart either until I saw him in Central Intelligence with The Rock. And, <laughs> wow, and, look at that. And I, I, thought he, I thought he played off The Rock really well. I, and unfortunately, this one doesn't have The Rock, so I'm less excited. But it, I have gotten to like Kevin Hart over the years. Maybe uh, The Rock will show up. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. It would be wonderful. A dream, to be more precise. So, um, that's Night School coming out. Um, I forgot to check the rating. Let's see. It is going to be PG-13, so it's going to be comedy. It's going to be safe for all ages. Um, Go check that out. Which is helpful because a lot of the movies out right now are rated R. Um, I mean, there's maybe like four or five at the local theater that... I mean, you're not going to see it, but Life Itself is rated R. It's pretty hard. Yeah, I think... All of the movies except A House with a Clock in Its Walls. Fahrenheit 11.9 is rated R. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. There's language and like real life footage of the Stoneman Douglas. By the way, I was right about the school that they included with the Stoneman Douglas okay. um, last week. Just wanted what to point that say? out. I just well, he's, identified he's, the school right. Well, he said Stoneman, oh. and I, because you were, you said Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I and, messed up that name. And I thought, I thought you were talking about Emma Gonzalez, who is a Parkland student. So I thought, uh, I thought I thought I was right, but I'm wrong. I'm wrong a lot. I'm used to it. Well, it was. Wait, okay. I don't even want to get into this. It, whatever. Okay. The the point. <laughs> the point is is that um, there's a lot of rated R films out right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, Smallfoot is another movie that's coming out, animated. Um, it has a bunch of big names as the animated movies typically do. We got Channing Tatum, James Corden, Zendaya, Common, LeBron James. Danny DeVito, just the list goes on. Okay, I didn't care until Danny DeVito. I didn't know Danny DeVito was in the movie. <laughs> important, important. Um, and the same studio. Me. It should be the same studio that did uh, Boss Baby. Am I right? For some reason, I'm ha- blanking out on <laughs> Boss Baby Three. <laughs> yeah, There's a second one. Is he called Smallfoot because he's small because he's a baby? Listen, <laughs> Boss Baby is not that bad. Okay. It yeah, really, it really wasn't. It. I, I know it's not that bad, but it holds a really negative place in my heart because I somehow feel that it got nominated in the slot for Best Animated Feature when Captain Underpants should have been in oh, that yeah. slot instead. Definitely. Captain Underpants was a spectacular movie. It's on Netflix now. I saw that the other day. Gonna have, yeah. Going to have to watch that. Oh, I'm going to have to watch that. Shout out to Captain Underpants. Dude, Kyle, you have to say you're going to have to watch that so we can all have said we're going to have to watch that. I'm going to have to watch that even Thank though you, I Kyle. already watched it. A different time. 
Thank good, you. Good footnote. Do okay. it in your cool. Speaking of foots, small foot story uh-huh. about Yeti that finds a human because uh-huh. it's a small foot. Get it? Ha ha. That's the whole movie. That's the joke. That's the whole joke. So good probably job. good for kids. Um, we don't really know, and we're probably not the <laughs> probably not the demographic, the target audience. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll go watch it anyways, and let you know what we think of this animated kids movie. So that's Smallfoot. And the last movie that's coming out this com- coming weekend is a movie called Hellfest, um, a story about a... Traveling horror night. There you go. Is the line that the movie uses. Just basically like, you know, Halloween-themed scary stuff, um, and then someone starts murdering people, and nobody believes them because it's the scary place, you yeah, know? it's like a carnival. Yeah, basically like an evil carnival. Yeah. It kind of looks like... Kind of a... So, it's a little early for Halloween. It's like a full it's, month it's early. Coming, it's, coming out, it's coming out over a full month before Halloween. Yeah, well, Halloween starts on October 1st, don't you know? Okay, well, at least a couple days then early for Halloween. Well, you got to get ready for Halloween when it starts. <laughs> There's <laughs> Start, no escaping it's, it's only it. starting in like like a week. You know, as long as we're talking about it, do you guys have ideas for Halloween costumes yet? I am going to be Link. From the Legend, from of Zelda. the Legend of Zelda series. And then costume number two is Finn the Human from Adventure Time. Oh, you're going to do that again. Did you I do that? I was never Finn the Human. Yeah, we were going to do it. And no, I was going to be you, Greg. Yeah, no, that's Wurt from Over the Garden Wall. Oh. I was going to be Wurt, the tall one. I'm going to be Greg, <laughs> the one with the teapot on his head. Because everybody knows that whenever you see TJ and Kyle, TJ's the one who's tall, and Kyle's the one who has a teapot on his head. Yeah. <laughs> you should be Waluigi, and I'll be... Wario. False. <laughs> Wow, Colin. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Well, were you going to be like regular Luigi? No, just Mario. Oh. I've recycled that costume like three years in a row. I got you beat. I've been Superman for the past five. All right. Well, wow. I wasn't trying That's to be a dedication. competition. No, it's laziness more than anything. Well, it's dedication to Superman. Agreed. Do you think you're going to turn into him someday? Do you, I, um, I, I kind of I kind of feel like that might happen if you keep doing that. It'll <laughs> just kind of like turn uh, into him. It'll be like nah, Shazam. Actually, actually the the costume that I've got planned now is a uh, is a good old seventies disco dancer. Nice. Oh, that's good. Do you think you'll turn into one of the? Well, you already are one of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been one of those for a long time. Nice. You can't see me doing the moves in the studio, but I got I got the hustle going on. I got the cabbage patch. Yeah, I got the you running. can't see us, wait, but you can hear the chairs wait, squeaking wait, wait, under ca- us. Cabbage patch isn't cabbage patch isn't actually a dance move. I don't think. But uh, there's also like... Oh, yeah, it is. It is? Cabbage Patch is absolutely a dance move. Oh. Wow. I got to turn in my disco card. Yeah. Oh. And I wanted to be Papa John, but with the whole controversy, controversy uh, kind of ruined my costume. I tried to be Papa John last year and try and get like some official merch. Um, But this year I did get my hand on some official Papa John stuff, but I don't think I'm going to go through with it. You should be a priest called Father Johnson. (laughs) Uh, that is, uh, yeah. So, uh, anyways, Hellfest coming out this weekend, rated R, very Halloween themed, getting prepped for October 1st, the start of Halloween. Um, apparently it's just like Christmas. I mean, we're already seeing all the like Halloween cities crop up everywhere. So. Yeah, Spirit Halloween. Gotta love those. Yeah. They just come out of nowhere. Um, yeah. so anyways, that's the movies that are coming out this coming weekend. We got one new story. Well, before we talk about the news story, I want to tell everybody where you should see these new movies this weekend, and that is at Celebration Cinema Mount Pleasant. 
it's it's a terrific theater. It's always got great service. Concessions are very, very much above average. I very, I very much like everything that Celebration Cinema has to offer. It's a comfortable theater. Got a lot of different screens to accommodate large audiences. It's really a great place to go to see movies. That's where I go to see my movies. And want to thank them for helping us do what we do. And it's just always a really awesome place to be. Thank you for the support. Definitely. So on to news real quick. Yeah. So the only movie news that I was uh, really seeing this week was some official photos and set photos of Joaquin Phoenix working on Warner Brothers' Joker solo movie. And I'm not going to lie. I'm very skeptical of this because I think at the moment that Warner Brothers is a very short-sighted company who just does what it thinks is like popular right now, which is why they've got this and also a Jared Leto's Joker movie going on in the works. I what? Are you serious? Yeah, they they don't even know what they've got going on there. But um, but the costume it looks visually pretty interesting. Like it it kind of kind of looks like the comics, at least what what we've glimpsed. And I think Joaquin Phoenix is a terrific actor. I've seen him in a bunch of great stuff like gladiator and her and that's it but (laughs) but i really liked him in those and i think the guy's got range so if if he signed on because he saw a good script then maybe it has potential but i remain skeptical and i just thought the set photos and official photos of him were attention grabbing i think I will also remain skeptical until I see the movie and then I'll form my own ideas. It's just so hard living up. I mean, everyone always talks about the dark Knight and the performance yeah. that, that was made for the, the Joker character. There's nothing more you can like, say about it at this point. It's been, it's, it's been 10 years yeah. and oh, that makes you feel old. I know, but nobody's even touched it. And like Jared Leto's Joker. I mean, I can't say anything from a, a comic book, fan perspective but i just really did not like it in fact i mean suicide squad was a mess i can say from a comic book fan's perspective that i really did not like it i mean he just did things okay i'm not even gonna get into it anyways um and then i'm just like colin really skeptical it's hard to it's hard to live up to that as the resident guy who doesn't really know much of anything about anything i don't know much (laughs) of anything about this movie we'll see how that changes tj is the control wow. for everything like he honestly is the control you just go watch something and be like tj what do you think and be like yeah <laughs> yeah that's basically my response <laughs> to any movie i'm just like hey, yeah uh the clock in his walls is a movie it, it's a movie yeah it's got jack black in it and it's called the house of the clock in his walls there you go <laughs> bookend it right there <laughs> So that was our news stories for the week. Um, we have a new section um, called the bonus movie of the week. So this is a movie that we picked out that we'd like to talk about a little bit um, and showcase it for the world. And the first of which is the live action Scooby-Doo movie. Wow. From 2002. Like, wow. Like, wow, dude. It's the one where they flawlessly recreate Shaggy in real life. <laughs> They build him from the ground it up, is, and he, it is, he opens his eyes and wakes up and says, like Scoob. <laughs> We're Whoa, in real man. life, Scoob. Whoa. Dude, Shaggy, Shaggy is genuinely perfect. He <laughs> is, he's, it's just him. Talking about spectacular performances. 
Heath Ledger's Joker. Matthew Matthew, Matthew Lillard. L- Lillard is uh is Shaggy. <laughs> um also Rowan a- Atkinson is the an- the villain in this. Yep. The the guy that plays uh Mr. Bean and Johnny English, which yeah. is hilarious. The movie Whoa. also features one of my favorite names for a place, which is Coolsville. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. The, the, the first one also has this prop in it. I might have told you guys about this. Yeah, it's so this. cool. Okay, so they're, they're at this party scene on the on the party island or whatever with all the spooky island. Yeah, they're on spooky, spooky island. island. They got this disco ball <laughs> that is shaped like a skull with spikes coming out of it. It's got a page on the wiki because it's so awesome. <laughs> I want to own that thing. Wait, I'm going to look it up. Disco ball skull. I want to own that exact prop from the movie. I will shell out like all of $2 for that. Uh, Let's see. Um, we got, I don't think I, I can find the Wikipedia page for it. I got the well, fandom the, Scoobypedia. Yeah. yeah, it's on the wiki. <laughs> oh, that is a pretty cool prop. Like, honestly, it's funny because you see that movie when you're a kid and you notice it. You actually notice it when yeah. you're young. And be like, yeah, you notice That's it no cool. matter how like, you see I, it. I can picture so cool. it. I know what that skull prop looks like. I can, I can see it in my head. Wow, Spooky Island. Yeah. Anyways, the Scooby Doo <laughs> movie, it, it's great. Um, also, early younger James Gunn was a writer on this movie, which explains a lot of the humor. Uh, Boy, did he redeem himself later. <laughs> well, for a PG movie, they threw in a lot of adult themes. Uh, I mean, there was a part where uh, it was just Scooby and Shaggy in the van, and like there was just oh, smoke yeah, billowing yeah. out of it. And they like get inside and they're like cooking burgers or whatever. But it's like, <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> uh, and Shaggy meets the redhead skull? on the on the airplane. Yeah, <laughs> like that's my favorite name. <laughs> uh, that's sweet. <laughs> That's real nice. Uh, That's a good thing to say. What were you saying about the disco ball? Uh, can we get that like a picture of that just posted on the Twitter page, please? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Because it. like, it's so it's genuinely really cool. <laughs> Anyways, the Scooby Doo movie. It's I wa- I think I watched like, it. Hey. I think I watched it on Netflix not too long ago. Maybe. Don't quote me on that. I think we might have had a physical copy. I don't know. Point is, I know both of them are on Netflix. It's worth. It. Oh, for sure. Uh huh. Okay. I rescind all my uncertainty. Colin has my back. <laughs> so Scooby-Doo live action movie, definitely worth a rewatch. It is a complete mess, but it's intentionally It's a one of those mess. so bad it's good kind of things. Oh, absolutely. I don't, I don't know, man. The, the, the CG on bad. Scooby is so terrible. You're just kind of okay with it, though. Yeah. Every, yeah. All that stuff that's CG, it's just yeah. like, you just kind of sit with it and it's fine. Well, when that when those kind of shots come up, I just kind of imagine Shaggy like, like he's on the set and he's trying to act to nothing, and the director says, "Uh, right, we'll we'll CG Scooby in later. Just do your best, man." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he did his yeah, best. He, he did his best. Do, <laughs> uh, do you think that they they had to make Shaggy act a little less like Shaggy for his performance in this movie? So he I was gonna say, man, like he acts like character. Shaggy like it's his job. It is his job. Yeah, I, I can see what you mean, TJ. Yeah, because they got the real Shaggy to play Shaggy in this mm. movie. So, but he's he's in real life. So how? Wait, they... wait, wait. That's the voice actor for Shaggy. No, yeah, he, oh. he, he, it's yeah. the actual yes, Shaggy. It, it is. He became the voice actor for Shaggy after those movies. Oh, I was just interesting. Yeah, just no, he around. he is the voice of Shaggy now in whatever the newest running Scooby Doo cartoon is. Huh. Like Scoob. <laughs> it's good. It's such a great like watch. Scoob. We'd highly suggest going to check it out. Um, so that was our bonus movie for the week. 
And with that, that'll be our time in the studio for this week. Um, thanks again for all the contributors. Um, and check out on Twitter, um, Beyond the Real, for the Disco Skull from the first Scooby-Doo movie. And next week, around 9 o'clock, check out our Twitter to participate in our Movie Live section for the week. Like I said before, thanks to those who contributed. And we tweet out many reviews. If you can't wait until next Tuesday to see what we think about each movie that comes out, check out our Twitter. We'll post many reviews, what we think of it, and more. If you just gots to know, you gots to know. Indeed. So baby's check us out. What the baby's got to do. On Twitter. That's the correct voice to say that in. Beyond the, the real. Johnny Bravo voice? What a baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. Oh, a baby's got to do what a baby's got to do, baby. <laughs> well, with that, <laughs> that'll do for Beyond the Real on Mountain 91.5. Have a good.